Welcome to the Fearlessly Inspired Podcast. We are two military veterans ready to lead, empower, and inspire women in all areas of life. We are proof that your past doesn't have to define you and your circumstances don't have to hold you back. We are your hosts, Courtney and Barbara. Welcome to the show. Welcome back, listeners. We are so excited to have you back with us today. And if this is your first time, welcome to the show. Today, we're going to take a moment to get to know your host, Barbara, as she tells us a little bit about herself, and she provides some great advice and insight. So this week, diving into other podcasts outside of our own, and they have been firing us up. We are currently doing a 30-day podcast challenge where we're starting to share every day to our community. Barbara, who has been your favorite podcast so far? So I'm seriously not going to lie when I say this, but I've listened to just today, I've listened to Trent Shelton, like maybe four of his podcasts. And then of course, my girl, Celine Bacardi, she's been talking about like just how, you know, in the past we have prayed or wanted something, whether it was five or 10 years ago. And today we're sitting in that spot and just to be grateful for where we've come because it's a process and So it's just, they, all the podcasts that I've listened to all this week, they've been just lighting it up in their podcast. It's been setting my soul on fire. And today I just put that fire like out into our community and people were getting lit up all day. (laughs) So, Girl, you put it out there. I was like, dang. (laughs) Oh man. What about you, Courtney? Who's your favorite so far? Um, so I've been listening to a few of them, but, um, I, when I think we shared Trent Sheldon today, like it was definitely him. Like, I think today was like maybe day six and, um, his, um, I actually saw him in person last year in Dallas and he was fire then. And now I caught, and then yesterday I caught his Facebook, uh, live cause he does, he goes like hiking or running through the woods up in Dallas. And, uh, then he always does like this inspirational live afterwards. And so when I caught it live yesterday, I was like, man, he's like speaking directly to me. And then today, so we shared, it made me think of him today. And that's why I shared the podcast with you and girl, like he, I thought he was like speaking directly to Courtney. Like he's like, Courtney, listen to me, girl, listen, listen up. And so I was like, Jeez, I'm like, okay, I'm listening. I'm listening. Two of his podcasts today, like just the topic alone, like I just forward it, forward, forward, like, (laughs) (laughs) like, and it just remind you know. I feel like sometimes, like, um, people, like you get, you remember, you're called to something, um, and so you pick it up again. Like, yes, this couple days ago, I picked up this book that I really, really like. Um, and as soon as I opened to the page, which I was like on chapter two, I was rereading it for the second time. And chapter two, I felt like it was exactly what I needed to hear that day. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, that's been happening to me a lot lately. And so when I, I don't normally listen to Trent, you know, I, I, he comes live all the time. And so when I hit that button yesterday, I was like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, thank you. Thank you universe. You know, and it's funny because, you know, I think with any podcast or, you know, motivational speakers, you know, you see him passing through all the time. Right. And Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, you know, I'll go back and listen to it. But, you know, I think because we've been doing this 30 day challenge where it's intentional to really grow and listen to other podcasts. um, I think it's really like, 
those podcasts we need have been like really fueling, you know, kind of our, our mm-hmm. driving us. Definitely. So let's, let's get started. Let's get started into the questions today. And so <laughs> to break the ice, <laughs> to break the ice, I know you and I have spoken about this before, but I'm sure you get this question all the time. So how in the world did you come up with your website called Ice Sparkle Glitter? <laughs> well, I really do get this question a lot and it's kind of a long story, but I'm going to, you know, make it a little shorter for you. So when I first started coaching, I needed a team name, you know, we were asked to break off into our own groups. And so I, I needed a team name and I came up with something or I came up with a few somethings, but nothing ever mm-hmm. really kind of seemed like it was going to flow for a long period of time or into different areas like, you know, in, of my life. And so, mm-hmm. um, there was, uh, I just, one day I just, I couldn't really, nothing was resonating with me. So one day I just thought about what was my big goal and it was to really have my own interior design company. And, and so I asked myself, what would I call my interior design company? And I wanted it to be something that was significant and that really meant something to me. And so at the time, my, my IG handle was Mama Glitter Sparkles. And I knew that I couldn't name my interior design company Mama Glitter Sparkles. <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> so, um, but it was that name for my IG handle was really inspired because it was the first movie that I ever took my two daughters to. And there's a character in there that's called Lady Glitter Sparkles. And so I went with Mama Glitter Sparkles because we're always messing with glitter and sparkles and glue and, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, one day when me and my kids were playing with, you know, some, some glitter, we were being crafty and, you know, sparkles were, you know, flying. Um, it hit me and I wanted to name my interior design company after my daughters. And so I need, I came up with the name of inspired living with I sparkle glitter. Um, I didn't want to put their actual names. So I used their initials to create the I sparkle glitter and, in, in the name, I sparkle, it has a little I for my youngest daughter. Her first initial is an I. And then glitter, I used a capital G for my oldest daughter because her name starts with a G. And so ever since then, I've just really created um, and readjusted my focus to just drive towards that end goal. I put it on my vision board. Um I just, everything has just centered around and all my actions have really driven since there. And, you know, I mean, it's kind of my dream to have an interior design company to kind of run with my two daughters and, you know, let them inspire me from now until then. And isn't it true that people sometimes think that you look like a a famous celebrity that is an interior designer? Yes, (laughs) this is true. and if you don't know what Barbara looks like, <laughs> they say she looks like Joanna Gaines. This is true. But I will tell you, Joanna Gaines is one of my favorites. And my husband for um, Mother's Day actually got me all of her books and started my subscription to her Magnolia magazine. I was so super excited. <laughs> she was. She like sent me a, bit, a picture of it. And she's like, oh, my God, you need to go get this right now. <laughs> disregard all the flowers that you get and the chocolates it's the good stuff (laughs) right like you gotta get inspirational stuff yeah 
Um, all right. Um, so I like that. So um, let's just move on to the next question. So do you have a favorite failure? Well, um, I wouldn't say up until this year I had a favorite failure because I really have never really think, you know, thought of a failure as a good thing, you know, but obviously mm-hmm. your mindset kind of changes now. But I would say that my, in hindsight, <laughs> my favorite failure right now is failing at homeschooling my children. <laughs> um, late last year, my kids got really sick when I started them in school. Um, they spent a month out of three months totally in school. And so, um, and they were only scheduled three days a week, which was really crazy. And so after, um, after that whole shenanigans happened and I pulled them back out of school, I just thought, well, maybe it's best if I just homeschool my kids. So at some point in my mind, I felt, um, you know, if I just set, you know, a schedule with them and hours with them and made some fun stuff to do with them, that it would work. Little did I know that COVID would come along and really make me homeschool my kids because we never knew when they were really going to get ready to go to school and my daughter was going to PPK. So I really started to invest some time in homeschooling, but I was trying to homeschool my four-year-old and my two-year-old. The, you know, we had lessons planned galore that never worked. It was like my oldest daughter, she loves to learn. And the other one, she could give two rats about anything you're trying to teach her. And she only wants to know and she wants to know it. And so I really just started to get frustrated, to be honest. And the frustration just led me to really doing homeschooling my oldest daughter when the little one was taking naps. And then I just felt like, I don't know, I kind of felt like it was a failure because now I was really only trying to focus on one kid learning versus the both of them. And so when the schools actually opened back up, I was like, they definitely have to go to school because I, they weren't getting what they needed from me. You know, even though I desired to homeschool them, I definitely was not up for it. And like, you know, really the patience behind it. So, you know, I think, I think, I think that you are not alone in this boat. I think a lot of people have similar feelings to you. You know, they think, okay, I'm home already. Let me just, I can do this. I can juggle both things. But I think it's hard for kids because they're used to being at home and doing a certain thing and acting a certain way. And now you're trying to put this like extra routine and kind of maybe a different type of discipline. And they're like, whoa, this isn't, this isn't normal, mom. Like, pump your brakes. So, so no, I definitely, I can see why you're going to get, why you got frustrated. But, um, you know, I think this has been a season where a lot of people are learning a lot of stuff about themselves, um, especially during these times of, you know, quarantine and, you know, uncertainty and not knowing what, what the next month may even look like for us. I, I mean, before we put them in school, my husband, he asked me, he's like, how do you feel? you know, with all this going on. And, you know, thankfully we exposed our daughters to other people wearing masks because all the teachers now are wearing masks and it's just a different Mm -hmm. normal. And so when, you know, when we took the girls to school, you know, we did a little, you know, pre-gaming obviously and took them by so they knew where they were going, but 
you know, just from day one, they, it didn't bother them to see people with masks and they just walked in. Okay, mom, see you later. You know, they put their hand sanitizer Mm -hmm. on and they, you know, went on about their business. So it's just, I'm very grateful that they've taken so well, but you know, it's, this is what they knew before they went to school is everybody's wearing a mask and, you know, we have to be careful with germs and, you know, wash your hands. And so, you know, it kind of prepared them before even going to school, I guess. Right. And, you know, kids are pretty adaptive once you're outside of that comfort zone of home. So absolutely. um, I'm I'm glad that they're happy. Yeah. Cool. So um, let's move on to the next question. So what are one to three books that you have that have greatly influenced your life? So I would say hands down, the first book that always comes to mind is really the Bible, Um, regardless of how many times, you know, I've I go back to it. I learn something new. It gives me a different perspective Um, when I come across a verse that I've really already read or maybe I've highlighted it. it makes me realize that the Bible isn't just a bandage in the moment, you know, it's really healing for my life. And, you know, just that's what, you know, the greater part of it. And, you know, it's funny because as we were talking earlier and you were like, you know, you read this book twice, but this time you feel like chapter two is speaking to your soul. And, and that's mm-hmm. really what I'm saying is, you know, sometimes, you know, we, the first time we read something, we're, we pull something else out of there. Um, and then like, go ahead. Like you, you weren't prepared to receive it at that moment Absolutely. kind of thing. Or, you know, at your yeah. time, whatever you're going through at that given time, maybe that what you read in that particular chapter had nothing to do to influence how you felt your emotions, you know, or your mm-hmm. decisions. And so, you know, I feel like with the Bible, you're constantly seeing verses and verses after verses and so Mm -hmm. you know but they come at different times and I remember you know a period of time when I was going through um, infertility you know it was a constant verse that stood out all the time was just be still like I'm telling you like Mm -hmm. it it got to a point that I posted it on my wall because it was just something everywhere I went everywhere I turned I kept hearing you know that particular just be still And so Mm -hmm. I just learned to be still and trust that, you know, if it was going to happen, it was going to happen. And it did. And it did. Twice. (laughs) And it did. Twice. (laughs) Uh, But it's weird that I, you know, obviously in the last few months, you know, things have kind of changed for me too. And I think I told you the other day, like, you know, a lot of the stuff that I preach and I talk and, you know, I put out to the world unknowingly, it all comes from where the Bible, you know what I mean? Like those quotes are coming from there. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a religious person by any means, um, but I am a faithful person. So um, I think that I've, uh, put boundaries around certain things. And so now is an opportunity to kind of like open my mind up to, to more of these teachings and understandings. And so, um, but now I know you're always, I know you're always there and you're always, you're always saying it, but you know, um, when you're ready to receive, you will receive. (laughs) Right. Right, right, right. So, and that's, that's the moral of the story here. Yes. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, so what are um, 
what is the book or books you have given most as a gift and why? Um, let's see. The book, oh, the book that I've given away the most is called Hannah's Hope. Um, this book was given to me um, in the midst of probably some of the darkest days and you know of my life. And it was really during my infertility journey um, of trying to become a mom. And so, um, you know, it took me and my husband nine and a half years to have our first daughter. And if you don't know, you know, the story of Hannah in the Bible, you know, you should really read about her. But um, this book, Hannah's Hope, it talks about suffering and heartache and anxiety. And, you know, she really focuses on loss of grief because of the desire to be a mom. And so um, it was really designed to help, you know, somebody process grief. And if you're, you know, if you're someone that's suffering from infertility or even a miscarriage or, you know, people don't think of it, but even adoption loss, you know, that happens. And a lot of parents grieve over that. And so um, the book really, you know, just kind of has been one of those things that, you know, I've had a lot of friends who suffer infertility or miscarriage or, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and I have sent that book to countless, you know, amount of people just because like, it's one that's really touched home for me. And so it's just, I think, yeah, I think that's probably my number one. And, you know, obviously I've been, you know, part of this, you know, journey, you know, for many years with you. And I hope one day, you know, we can, you know, maybe share a little bit more about your journey because I know, you know, I think when you have friends that are going through infertility, you, you start seeing how many people are really struggling and, you know, it's sad. Um, so I'm sure you have been a blessing in disguise to so many people, even just by sharing that book with them. You know, I'll, I'll be honest before I really, you know, obviously our journey started earlier, but it wasn't until probably the last year and a half, two years of that journey that I really started to recognize who I was being surrounded by that was going through that journey. And I remember there was three of us that um, we, you know, we were going through this heartache at the same time. And it was so weird because one of us, one of them got pregnant and didn't want to tell the other two of us because, you know, we were all going through this. And then when she finally told me, I knew that I was pregnant, but I didn't want to tell her yet because, I hadn't told anyone else yet, you know, it was still my first mm-hmm. trimester. And then I ended up, you know, telling my friend, my other, our other friend, and she was actually pregnant mm-hmm. and she didn't want to tell us because she hadn't told her husband or, you know, her family yet. So, mm-hmm. but all of this happened within like six months of time. So we all have like back to back kids, like within one to two to months to each other. And then of course, you know, you connected me to our friend, Jamie during this time. And we've just blossomed. Our friendship has just, you know, really blossomed from there. So, you know, it's, it's yes, so weird yes. to see who you get surrounded by when you need them. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think I've told you this, uh, you know, a, new, a number of times, you know, just like, the verses that come, you know, the verses or the quotes or, um, 
whatever that's been happening, you know, it all's coming when you're ready to receive it and when you need it the most. Absolutely. Agreed. 100%. Okay. So business talk, um, you know, career talk, entrepreneurship talk, what advice would you, should you, should they ignore? Like, is there some kind of advice that you've heard, um, through your career that people should ignore? You know, um, I, this is probably, you know, the top thing that comes to my mind is that when people say you're too old to do da, 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 whatever that might be, um, you know, I'm telling you right now that I'm proof that age doesn't matter. I mean, I didn't really get on fire until I was 40 years old with two kids. And so it was, it wasn't really until I was 40 that I realized what my dreams were and what I've been wanting and, you know, longing for. And so, um, you know, I've really zoned in obviously since I've had my two daughters because raising two girls, I want them to grow up passionate throughout their entire life. I don't want them to wait until they're 40 to really feel that way. But, you know, for those people who are older um, and, you know, wanting to start something new and exciting, age is nothing but a number. And so don't let anyone tell you that, oh, you know, you you can't, you can't go to school. You're so old. Or, you know, I didn't get my degree until I was 34 or 35, you know? So, um, you know, I got my PMP certification when I was 36. So I've done most of my stuff, you know, later in life. And so, you know, even having kids, if somebody tells you (laughs) you're too old to have kids, I had my first kid at 36. So it's just for me, I think that, you know, that's one of the biggest things I see because obviously, you know, I have a lot of older friends and they just, you know, limit the, you know, their beliefs in, and really don't focus on what they could do. There's, you know, they already have this in their mind that they're too old to do these things or, you know, now they want to, you know just relax and do this or do that. And so, which there's nothing wrong with that if you've done everything else already, but if you have dreams, and be it, passionate and I think, about them. And I think this is because, you know, like when you're growing up or, you know, you're, you're graduating high school, for example, like, you know what I mean? Like you have all these, these ideas. Okay. This is what I want my life to look like. Right. So you may, you know, you become an adult, you, you know, graduate high school, you maybe go to college, um, you know, and a lot of people are like having, are getting married younger, are, well, from our age group, you know, got married younger, they had babies younger. Right. And so um, I think like they have this idea of what their life should look like by a certain time. And so either it, it ends up looking like that and they've accomplished those things, but those things aren't really, they're maybe not in um, aspirational, you know what I mean? Like they're, I, this is how I see my life looking like this, is how many kids I look like I have, I have this, how many dogs I have, this is what my house looks like. This is where I want to settle down. And so all that happens and then, okay, life happens. And then we kind of like, Oh, you know, now we're getting close to 30, 40 and I'm you done. Said, you know, maybe you, <laughs> I don't have anything. Else I'm to dead. Do. It's like, I don't, I don't have anything else to do. And so I think, I think that's kind of like where we, that's kind of what's happened to us, you know, like third, you know, mid thirties, you know, you're, you're almost 40 or you just turned 40. Like now we're like, okay, I've got all this 
or I've done all this, you know, mine, what my mine's a little, looks a little different than yours, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but now is like, okay, now it's time to put me first in like my dreams and my goals and my aspirations. Like everything else is kind of set or I've already done some of those right. things like, Hey, done that, been there, done that. Now what else? Or, and, and I think, those that are kind of in this weird position like of age and and thinking that age matters and that they're too old for something like to me, like I just spent 20 years in the military, you know, like where somebody controlled everything that I did, you know, like you can't go here. Like you can't go there. Like you can only drive this many miles. Oh, you have to tell me when you get there. You know what I mean? So when I think about now that I feel like those chains have been broken free, not that I don't love my my career, you know, I loved being in the military. Um, and I might've stayed if it was a little different, but that's another story. Um, but now like people are like, okay, what do I do? I'm too old. And for me, I'm like, girl, my life has just begun. Mm -hmm. Like, like there's so many things that I haven't been able to do but now it's time for me to do them. And so I feel like if you're listening to this and you feel like you're too old for whatever fill in the blank that you want to fill in the blank with, like we're here to tell you like your best days are ahead of you. Like your best years are ahead of you. Your best memories have yet to come. And so if there's something you've always wanted to do or you've always wanted to go or whatever, like don't give, don't give an excuse as don't give your age as an excuse as to why you can't do it because right. you're just making excuse. It's a straight up excuse. Right. I agree. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, See, I told you these podcasts get are it. getting us on fire. <laughs> I know. Like I, now I just need to like go on face on social media and just like light it up. Like you lit it up today. Um, so what is one piece of advice that you would give someone in your profession or any profession in that matter? Well, I think it goes hand in hand, you know, with what we were just talking about. And it's one, don't limit yourself to how, don't limit yourself, period. But the other thing I would say is don't limit yourself to how you see others do something. Um, you know, yes. I'm a very multi-passionate person. Anybody who knows me knows this. I got 10,000 things going on and I just do things very different than most people. <laughs> I'm very, that makes two of us. So, but my thing is, is, you know, I really love to create and I love helping others, you know, to create. And so one of the things I probably love the most is when I see, you know, a friend or a loved one figure out that moment when they know their purpose or they figured out their purpose or they created a way to create their own dreams, their way. And so, you know, when I see, um, when I see leaders or, you know, when I see, when I see leaders in an organization or a business, right. They either, they press others to do it the same way that they've been doing it where they have this tunnel vision and they can't see anything else. Like they don't understand sometimes that you can be doing two things versus one. You could be doing 10 things versus one. And so, um, you know, 
if, if you, it really disturbs me to be honest when I see it because it limits, <laughs> because when you have leaders who try to put limits on you, you know, just like, you know, you were just saying you being in the military, it limited you from being and doing the things you really wanted to do in life. But that's where you worked. You know, that was, that's the culture. That's the nature mm-hmm. of the business. So when you see that in other companies, you know, civilian side, you know, you're like, well, why are you doing that? Like, there's so many opportunities, be innovative, you know, do all these things. And so, um, you know, my thing is, if you talk to any of these great leaders out here, I mean, if you talk to John Maxwell for 10 seconds, you know, he's done so many things. He's been creative, he's, but he's figured out a way for him to thrive. And so, and he has found out a way to stand out amongst others. And, and in today's world, you have to, you know, you and I were on common ground, right? We're trying, we're, we're on the same mission. We want to empower, we want to lead people, we want to inspire them, but we have different, different ways that we've gotten here. And we continue to do it our different way because you're not me and I'm not you, but we do support and empower each other, which is so critical because it just shows that, you know, I feel like we're stronger because of that. You have some very significant attributes about you where I have other things about me, but we utilize each of those things to help each mm-hmm. other thrive. And that's really, you know, what we should be doing in any organization, you know, whether it's entrepreneurship, right. whether it's, you know, a corporate business, whatever, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I mean, some of the best things that I've learned are from my soldiers, you know, when I was in the military, you know, you're always learning from somebody else. You can't limit that. And I think, I think in most like organizations, the military being one of them and, you know, some organizations that are like brick and mortar that have done the same thing the same way. And I think there's a ton of leaders that are going to be, and I don't know how many times I've heard it that says, well, this is how we've always done it. Absolutely. Okay. Well, just because this is how you always done it and it's work doesn't mean that we can't be innovative. Think outside the box and find a better way to do it. That's going to affect more lives, get, you know, save time, you know, just, you know, bring something different to the table. And so I, I have heard that so many times. Well, well, duh, like this is how we've always done it. Like, Okay, but that doesn't mean that we have to keep doing it right. this way. And like it that's mean it's the, you know, the best some of those way. companies. Yeah. Right, some of those companies have been doing the same thing the same way for years mm-hmm. and you know, it might be holding them back. Maybe one good innovative idea and one good leader coming in and kind of switching things up a little bit could make you a million dollars. Could change your whole life, you know what I mean? This is like obviously for like I guess it could be for anybody, but I'm just kind of over-exaggerating it a little bit. But you know what I mean. So, yeah. So, fire. since you mentioned... <laughs> we're on fire tonight. So, um, since you mentioned the military, and you are a veteran, um, is there any advice that you would give someone like me who is who just recently got out or somebody that's about to get out of the military? So, let's be honest, I give you all kinds of advice every day, whether you listen or not, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, uh, my first advice, you know, and it's, it's kind of a in, in hindsight, right? It's get your education Mm -hmm. before you get out. And the, you know, for those people that are still in, 
you know, really try to engage in things that you're passionate about. Because, you know, when I got out, I didn't have a plan. You know, I knew that I was going to go to school because I had the GI Bill. And I did do that. I got my bachelor's degree. But I didn't have a, a really a backup plan or an idea of what I wanted to do for a job. And, um, you know, it's funny because I can't be any more literal when I say it, but I literally stumbled upon my job. I was, I still remember the day I was walking, you know, through this building and I was in shorts, flip-flops and a ponytail. And this guy asked me, what are, what are you doing? What are you looking for? Cause I must've looked lost. And <laughs> I said, Oh, I'm looking for, you know, this department or whatever. And he's like, oh, you know, I'll help you. Whatever. He's like, are you a veteran? And I'm like, yeah, I'm still in, but I'm getting out soon. He's like, oh, are you interested in a job? And I literally looked at myself and I'm like, I'm not wearing Daisy Dukes or anything, just in shorts and flip-flops, <laughs> you know, so it wasn't like being any certain way. But in that, in that moment, I went through two interviews. And by the time I came home, I already had a job. And like, I wasn't like even, that day. I wasn't even out of the military. <laughs> so like you talked to two people that yeah, day, talked to the chief and the assistant chief of this department. And <laughs> it was um, in HR. And if you recall, right before I got out, while I was waiting to be med boarded, mm-hmm. I was in the S1 shop doing HR stuff. And so, right. you know, and, you know, obviously it's one of those things like, man, it really, lined me up right because I could you know I was qualified mm-hmm. for this job or whatever but nevertheless um you know I you know I know that you and I have really talked about this and it's you know there's so many different opportunities out there and you know you started focusing on some of those different passions before you got out and it has really set you up for success and you're able to kind of know where you want to go and what you want to do. And so, you know, if you don't have a plan and you're about to get out tomorrow, right, obviously, you know, if you haven't gotten your education, focus on your education because mm-hmm. there's so many things out there that once you do have your education, that it can just help you, you know, kind of flow or maybe find your way into the next step or whatever. And so, The other thing that I would say is volunteer. If you're not sure what you want to do, you know, do an internship, volunteer. Um, Hopefully if, you know, you've saved up a little bit of money to be able to do certain things like that, but don't just jump into something because it's something, you know, really Mm -hmm. do some soul searching because you just spent, you know, how many ever years, like you said, with, you know, handcuffs on, or, you know, with shackles and, you know, all this stuff. And so now you're, you're set free, like soul search and and really soul search and find things that you're passionate about because you, Mm -hmm. one, if you just did 20 years and it was a miserable 20 years, why would you want to go do another miserable 20 years somewhere else? Amen. And so it's really just finding what you're passionate about and doing that and driving with that. And, And maybe Mm -hmm. one of those internships or one of those volunteer jobs is something that leads to something more. It's funny that you say that because my cousin, she used to volunteer at the, uh, is it the SPCA? Yeah, the SPCA. 
and she used to foster animals and stuff like that while she was in the military, while she was in the Navy. And she just retired last week too. And she, now she has a job at the SPCA and she's like happy as can Aww. be because that's her passion. That's her passion. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You, you know, you're, you're right. Like if it wasn't for this door opening entrepreneurship door opening, like I really think I would be in a totally different place than I am right now. And, um, I started that entrepreneurship, you know, almost four years ago now, like three and a half years ago now. And opening that door to myself literally like changed who I was, changed my mindset, opened me to professional development. Just like, it just changed so much stuff for me. And, um, and that's why it has opened, it continued to open doors, you know, like four years ago, heck two years ago, I wouldn't have even thought about doing a podcast and here we are, you know? So like, I feel like the right doors open to you at the right time. Like I literally joined my, um, my company, my entrepreneurship side hustle company without even trying a product. I was like, Hey, I'm all in, you know? So that, that, that risk that just all in attitude, like really opened some big doors for me. And, um, And I can, I can only say I'm super grateful for that. And so if you are in the military or you are in a job that you are, even if it's a nine to five and you want to give that job up in the future, you know, start a side hustle, start an entrepreneurship, start something you're passionate about, or you can be passionate about, or start looking for that passion now, because, you know, you can't just like, you can't just quit and not have a plan. Well, you can, but we don't recommend it. But, you know, because not everybody's going to have that opportunity that you did. Like that door just opened for you that day. You know, doors just open, you know, some doors are just open for me because I think one, you're, you're ready to receive it. Like we talked about before, like if you're open to those opportunities where so many people aren't open, they're just still in that mindset where like, this is it for me. This is my life. Think good things don't happen to me. So, you know, start looking for your passions before your next step. I say always have a plan B, you know, this is kind of a plan B. Like if you want to quit your job, you want to quit your nine to five, you want to get out of the military or retire. Like what's next for you? Like, what is your plan B? So it's funny because you said a certain word, you said, you know, you might have to take risk. And, you know, we mentioned her earlier on in the, in the beginning and, you know, Joanne Gaines in one of her magazines, she talks about risk and the whole, you know, addition is about risk and growing in order to grow, you have to take risk, you know, in order mm-hmm. to move forward. Sometimes there's risk. I mean, you think about risk in relationships, risk in, you know, taking a new job risk and you have to take those risks to see what's on the other side sometimes. And, and as you said Absolutely. earlier, some of the best memories are still ahead of us. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, and that's, that, that should be, that should be a, that should be motivation in itself to know that your best days haven't even come yet. Your best memories haven't even come yet. So, yeah. So in, in closing, I want to thank you for listening and we hope that you will join us on our next podcast as we talk about limiting beliefs and those beliefs that are holding you back in life. And as always, you can look for our blogs on topics that we've already discussed. You can find Barbara's at www.isparkleglitter.com. And you can find mine at www.fearlesslyfreckles.com.